Pablo's Intuition Conversations and Episodes from a Young Spaniard's Awakening to His Intuition Excerpted from the novel, A Voice Beyond Reason Written and narrated by Matthew Felix Let it happen I really feel like I'm supposed to go, but I don't see any way I can And you're sure you've got both eyes open? Victor facetiously challenged. When Pablo had shown up at his place, the old man had been getting ready to head down to town to run some errands. Pablo had tagged along. Jutting out of the plain extending from the foothills to the sea, the town had a fascinating history spanning multiple civilizations, Roman, Phoenician, and Cartaginian alike. Not surprisingly, the Moors had left their mark too. Nowhere more prominently than in the remains of the large walled fortress that crowned its promontory's highest point, visible day and night as far as the eye could see. Victor ran his errands in what was literally downtown, the contemporary civic center located at the foot of the whitewashed historic neighborhood on the hill. Centered around a single-lane main street, it offered a predictable mix of offices, shops, and banks, as well as a few markets, bakeries, and bars. A stately town hall was set on a large plaza, and facing it, ironically in the very center of the town that its massive impenetrable stucco walls were hell-bent on keeping out, was a centuries-old convent. A self-imposed penitentiary for a pious community of culinarily gifted nuns, the only time its doors could be counted on being open was during their annual Christmas bake sale. Strolling into the town's largest café, which not coincidentally was located alongside its busiest traffic circle, Pablo and Victor discovered a familiar scene reminiscent of a small-time casino. Bright lights, the ubiquitous shine of chrome veneer, and three gambling machines next to the bar, each whirling and flashing in a constant state of greedy, neurotic agitation. Although the café wasn't even a quarter full, outside was a bustle. An uninterrupted flow of cars swirled around the circle like boats in a whirlpool, roaring motorcycles and buzzing scooters weaving recklessly in and out of it. A steady stream of buses rushed toward a group of stops a block away where crowds waited to be whisked up into the mountains or shuttled down to the coast. Very funny, retorted Pablo. The auditions are on the same day my job starts. I really don't know what to do. Actually, it sounds to me like you know exactly what to do. The problem seems to be that you're not sure how to do it. I guess, Pablo conceded, stirring his café con leche. But it's kind of the same thing, isn't it? Oh, no, I don't think so. I don't think so at all. The first step to answering any question is to define the question itself. As simple as that may sound, we often overlook it, sabotaging our endeavors from the start. No doubt it's one of the most fundamental reasons we're often so bad at using logic. We rush to reason through something before we're clear on what that something is. We're like hunters who load their guns and just start shooting, placing so much faith in their weapons that they don't bother to identify their targets. But that doesn't stop us from hitting something. And when we do, naturally we consider our hunt a success, since we didn't know what we were after in the first place. Victor took a sip of espresso, glancing outside before returning to Pablo's quandary. All that being said, let's start with what it is you need to do. I need to get to the auditions, somehow. So then, Victor proposed, why don't you just go? What? Pablo wondered if the old man hadn't been following along. Like I just got done explaining, it's not that simple. Why not? 
Why not? Because, because I already told you. Pablo, began Victor, taking a metaphoric step back. Once you've defined the question, the next thing you do is specify the assumptions. Unless you understand every dimension of the problem with absolute certainty, you find yourself obliged to establish some premises to help you arrive at a solution. Of course, by definition, you can't be sure those assumptions are valid. So, what if they're not? Then, Pablo said tentatively, I guess you have to come up with some new assumptions. You do indeed, but what I'm specifically getting at is that if they're wrong, so is all of what follows, no matter how sound, how elegant the ensuing logic. Okay, but what does that have to do with me? Oh, just about everything, I'd say. Victor laughed. What do you mean? demanded Pablo. What I mean is that I'm not nearly as convinced as you that the assumptions stopping you from going are valid. Which ones aren't valid? I start my job Monday. That's not an assumption, it's a fact. Ah, yes, remarked Victor, as if reminded of an important detail that until then had been carelessly overlooked. The new job. What about it? wondered Pablo, still more confused. Victor hesitated, as if unsure whether to give voice to the thought on the tip of his tongue. More often than not, our lives are only as complicated as we make them. Once we stop resisting, once we truly have faith in where our intuition would lead us, everything becomes so much more simple. Pablo's coffee cup made a jarring landing as it fell to the table, the saucer clanging noisily against the tabletop, as if it, too, shared his feelings. Resisting? Pablo was both perplexed and annoyed. Yes, resisting, Victor maintained, barely dissimulating a smile. What do you mean? Pablo asked defensively. I know my intuition is telling me to go, and I'm trying to figure out how. Fair enough, but tell me more about that job. What about it? I don't know what else to tell you. Perhaps you could remind me how it came about, Victor suggested. Ay, Victor, you know how it happened. I needed a job, so I asked Nacho if his father needed help on the site, and he did. In other words, you sought it out, and you made it happen. Well, yeah, Pablo conceded unable to escape the feeling that if moments before he'd stepped into a trap, his last admission had set it off. And how much time did you spend looking? I don't know. Not very long. So you solicited the job without spending much time looking for anything else. Furthermore, you did so when you didn't even actually want to be in the village at all, Victor summarized, at last cutting to the chase. As a result, that job is now the main obstacle between you and an exciting new opportunity you feel unquestionably compelled to pursue. Pablo felt as though the priest to whom he'd just confessed had turned his words around to damn him to hell. I guess so, he reluctantly conceded. While you might be doing your best to figure out how to get to Granada, it's your own resistance that both got you into and is preventing you from getting out of your predicament. It's not chance in either case. Victor was right, thought Pablo. He had turned a deaf ear to his inner voice ever since becoming disillusioned with it, deciding that at whatever cost, he had to set down roots again in the village. Instead of conceding it didn't feel right, he'd insisted on forcing it to work out. I guess I sort of got off track. If you want to come down to town, you don't take the road up the mountain, Victor remarked, and you certainly can't take both at once. Despite his malaise, Pablo let out an involuntary laugh. Now I just have to figure out how to get down the mountain. Your sights seem set in the right direction, but 
I'm not so sure about your continued insistence on figuring it out. What am I supposed to do? asked Pablo. Just wait for it to happen? Almost, said Victor, a mischievous smile suggesting he was egging Pablo on. You mean I can just sit around and I'll magically end up in Granada? That would certainly make things easier. But no, that's definitely not what I'm saying, Victor replied before clarifying. What I'm saying, my son, is that you let it happen. Pablo stopped like a deer in headlights, unclear what was coming at him, yet instinctively sensing the magnitude of its impending impact. And how do I do that? He ventured. (laughs) Why, you stop resisting, of course, Victor laughed, making no effort to hold back. Pablo just looked at him, deadpan, feeling like the victim of an old, familiar joke for which he had already fallen more times than he could count. You're still trying to deal with it all logically, Victor interjected before Pablo could protest. You're trying to get control over things you can't possibly control. So, you've reached a stalemate. It's time to step into the unknown, which, after all, is just another name for possibility. Once you're not holding everything up, it will all fall into place. (laughs) 